Hello, you budding listeners. I'm the new guy. You think my voice is scary? Wait till you get a load of this. I just walked past a load of grown men wearing leather chaps that weren't going to a YMCA tribute band. I guess this is the right place. It's the Leeds Light Blues Podcast. Let's go. Hello and welcome to the Leeds Light Blues Podcast. You joining me, your host, Brother Matt Namiria, and with me tonight, Brother Josh Joxy Turnbull. Brother Dean Leach. Worshipful Brother Andrew Polviak. Bro Matt Duffy. Worshipful Brother Andrew Simister. Brother Jose Rodolfo Paniagua. The Widow Sons, West Riding Chapter. Welcome, brethren. Thank you. Thank Good you, to be here. So, Jose, Matt, Andrew, tell us a little bit about yourselves. This is Brother Matt. I have been a Mason for approximately six and a half years. I'm a member of Agricola Lodge number 1991, currently the junior warden in that lodge, on the way up the ladder. And I am also the current president of the Ridings chapter of the Widow Sons. I'm Worshipful Brother Andrew Simister. I am a past master of the Harlow Lodge in Harrogate 4404, past master three times. And I'm currently will be senior warden of Lassell's in Weatherby 4796, where I will go into the chair in May. And also treasurer of the newly to be formed or newly consecrated, or it should have already been consecrated, Widow's Sons Lodge, which will be a peripatetic lodge and it will be based in the province of North and East Riding. My name is Jose Rodolfo Paniagua. I've been a Mason for 10 years, 11 years. I'm a brother from the St. Wilfrid Lodge, 6,395 in Castle Grove. I'm a candidate for uh, membership of the Widow Sons Ridings chapter and I'm looking forward to talk about it. Awesome. Well, brethren, again, welcome. And before we, before we go any further, we'll get this one done. It is, of course, our first toast of the evening, and that is the Queen and the Craft. Queen and the Craft. The Queen and the Craft. Queen and the Craft. And today, I am on the Abalawa single malt, Speyside, 12-year-old. What are we drinking tonight, brethren? I'm on the Welsh Penderin whiskey. Voodog have released something called Fake Empire. It's all right. I'm on a regular cup of tea out of my widow's son's mug. <laughs> I'm yeah. in cordial. And I found the hand sanitizer to swig. <laughs> <laughs> nice. If it's made in a gin distillery, it counts. <laughs> so for our listeners, you've got a great show lined up tonight. We, of course, do have the widow's sons on. We've been wanting to talk to these guys for a long time. We finally managed to get a hold of them. We had to chase them down. We had to get a policeman to pull them over and... <laughs> to come on the show. Before we go any further, it is our tradition normally as part of this podcast. Every episode, we give a shout out to our new likes on Facebook. So the rules are simple. If you like us on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash leads like blues, you get a shout out on the show. So we have one new like this week, and that is Lee Riley. So to our guests, to our guests, to our guests, to our guests. It is only right that we ask any new guests on the podcast what their top three memorable lodges are. It's something that stemmed from last season, really just to kind of give brethren, perhaps non-Masons as well, who are listening to the podcast, a bit of an idea of maybe some of the different lodges that are out there, what sort of environments and what sort of lodges are like, and just to kind of express that all lodges are different and are special in their own way. So let's start with yourself, Jose, your Top three or most memorable lodges, top three? It's easy for me, actually, because I haven't visited much. But the one I visited that I was quite interesting was the Lodge of Doan in Castle Grove. I had a friend who invited me 
it was great. I have a great experience in the sense it's a big lodge. You have the chance to talk to many people there and every single one of them was lovely. They were really welcoming and I, I spent a lovely time there and I cannot speak about other lodges, although I've heard about them. I can really not say much about it, uh, but yeah, I would love to visit more Harlow lodges in my site. <laughs> I've never had the pleasure of visiting Lodge of Dawn. I think they meet on our practice night though. It's something I've always wanted to do, always looks really well attended, really homely. Yeah, um, they're, they're always in the media as well, aren't they? There's always, always something going on, they've always got projects on with a, a local charity as well. It's a pretty strong lodge. Where's your brother Andrew? Is it where's your brother Andrew or brother Andrew? Worshipful Brother Andrew. Worshipful Brother Andrew. I've, I've been a Mason for 25 years. Oh, um, wow. Okay. To try and narrow it down to my favourite lodges I've visited, well, one has to be Lassell's Lodge. Lassell's rhymes with tassels and is in Weatherby. And when I was um, visiting Master there, when I was Master of Harlow, Lassell's is in our Master Circle. And I liked the lodge so much, I became a joining member. The members were very unwelcoming. In fact, I turned up one day and their lodge mentor, their senior mason of the lodge, took one look at me and said, oh, good God, it's you. So I thought, I really have to join this place. And I, I'm going to be <laughs> lucky enough to be Master of the Lodge in May. Another lodge which... I have very fond memories of visiting is the Vale of Nid in Pateley Bridge. They haven't had a candidate for four years and it's a really fantastic atmosphere there. The festive board is great, the building is great. It's also one of the places where we visit a lot as the Widow's Sons. We love Pateley Bridge and I've got some very good friends there. But I have to say my favourite visit was to see my brother to be installed as a grand officer and that was a visit to Grand Lodge last year and what an incredible place, what an incredible occasion especially you know seeing my twin brother become a Grand Lodge officer so for me the number one visit had to be Grand Lodge. That's awesome and at least you know now that if ever you need to just borrow his apron you could just turn up and pretend to be a Grand Officer for the day. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't realise you were twins, but when you came on, I thought, he, he looks really familiar. Yeah, he, he looks a bit familiar. <laughs> I'm uh, sure I introduced I him. I swear as... I've seen him before. You know. yeah, well, he, my, my brother's very good friends with Ian Lewis. They served together on the communications committee, and my brother took over from Ian when he retired from the communications committee. So David runs the communications for the province of Yorkshire West Riding. And he also does a lot of installations. He was on the uh, the panel, and I think, I think he still is. Yeah, he did our installation in November last year, and I'm like, no, I'm sure I introduced him when I was in a guard. <laughs> do, there do, you go. Do you do something to differentiate from each other? Like, if I approach one of you, how do, and obviously you're both wearing Masonic regalia, how, how do I know it's either Andrew or David? What do I do? He'll have a grand officer's apron on an eye wearing. Oh, you just, you just, <laughs> you just greet worship Brother Simister, you'll be fine. Yeah, you do. <laughs> it's actually worked out really well because when he became provincial senior grand warden at the uh, provincial meeting in Harrogate, all the dignitaries, there was a free bar. And because I was a, his identical twin, I just walked in and got free drinks. It was great. I love Hope it. you knew the difference. Awesome. Andrew, Andrew, can I just say, next time you speak to your David, he did come to our lodge, I think it was two, three years ago, as PGM's representative. Yeah. And tell him he'll remember the uh, Toss of the Visitors Scooby-Doo speech. Just okay. tell him that and he will laugh. <laughs> okay, so, I will do. Last but not least, Brother Matt. 
top three. Probably uh, they're, they're all linked to the Widow Sons, as you might imagine. Uh, Camberdoonan Lodge, which is over in, I think it's Huddersfield. They'll, they'll probably be listening to this and shouting that I've got it wrong. Um, but there's one of our wid brother Widow Sons, Worshipful Brother Howard Haberon, is a member there. And I've been visited him and his, his brothers over there at Camberdoonan a few times. Great fun. One thing I remember about the last time we went is they had so many raffle prizes that by the time all the tickets were drawn, I think everyone went home with a prize, which is always good. Lassell's Lodge, again, where the big Lassell's rounds with tassels. One of the memories I have about that particular lodge is that one of our riders that started riding out with us and became friends with us and decided to join Freemasonry as a result of riding with the Widow Sons, and that was brother David Lightfoot who hopefully should be having his second degree soon. And last but not least, Alfred Lodge in Otley, where our current charity steward, Steve Lister, he was raised there. And on the night he was raised, we patched him into the widow's sons and did the patching in ceremony in his lodge in front of all his brethren. So that was a special night. So those, those were three memorable lodges for me. Awesome. That is awesome. awesome. Really good to hear some new lodges there as well. Let's raise a glass. Brethren, and toast to our visitors' lodges. To our visitors' lodges. To, lodges. to the lodges. So that brings us on to the main topic of the evening, which is, of course, the widow's sons. So a good way to start this would be the main question. What is the widow's sons, gents? Do you want me to take this one? Yep. Yep. Okay, well, basically, we are Freemasons who share an enthusiasm for motorcycles. We're, we're, we're Masons that ride bikes. Simple as that. Do you um, all turn up to a Widowsons meeting on your bikes then? Well, what we do is throughout the week, we'll chat on a messenger group we have. We have about, I think, 50 or 60 people in the messenger group. And through the week, we'll talk about what the planned rides are for the weekend or the meetings during the evening. Because we, we meet up during the evenings as well, down the week, at Biker Cafes. And, and then we all get together, we jump on our bikes and we ride to a meeting point and we usually grab a coffee and a chat and then off we go on our pre-arranged ride to um, whatever destination it might be. Usually it's centred around travelling to various cake establishments where we can get tea and cake. And it's whoever can find the best cake in Yorkshire, basically. Sounds like my kind of club. If you like cake and you like motorcycles, then come and see us. So are there any prerequisites? I mean, I imagine that you've got to have a motorbike or bike licence, and I love motorbikes. Sadly, my wife won't let me have a motorbike to play on. <laughs> Unfortunately, you do have to have a motorcycle, a road-legal motorcycle that can, do, that can maintain the national speed limit so you can keep up with the group when you're riding. So yes, you've got to have a bike, I'm afraid. We even let Harley-Davidson riders in. <laughs> Matt said that because both Jose and myself have Harley Davidson, so it, 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 it's, yeah. The, the other prerequisite is that you have to be a subscribing member of a craft lodge. doesn't matter if you're an entered apprentice, a fellow craft, or a master mason, but to be patched in to be uh, a, a full member of the Widow's Sons, you have to be a master mason. So does that follow that if you take a break from Freemasonry or you're not a subscribing member, essentially you're membership of the widow sons gets paused well there's a little bit of leeway because uh, somebody may be changing lodges or moving area and wanted to find a new lodge so there's a little bit of give and take with that but you do really have to be only a few months out of a lodge before you need to join another lodge to be eligible to continue with your membership is it correct then that you're actually affiliated with a wider Widow sons organization or is it more or less focused in this area that's right yeah we're affiliated with 
the Widow Sons Masonic Biker Association, which is a national association. It started back in 2004 with a small group of Masons that put together what they called that back then the national chapter because there wasn't enough members there to have individual chapters around the country. And as membership grew, chapters then naturally sprung up in various areas around the country. The, eventually the national chapter disbanded because there were chapters that these members could then join locally. And now we're up to, I believe, last count, 29 chapters and over a thousand members in the UK. Wow. Oh, that's amazing. So are you, as you're a peripatetic lodge and, and you travel, as guests, uh, we're not a lodge. Are there you not a lodge? A widow, there will be a widow's son's lodge formed next year, which should right. have been this year. But we are not a lodge. It's not a travelling lodge. It's a, a riding association. Oh, okay, though. But I'm just going to ask: Would do you have to have a bike if you want to be a guest? Yeah, the lodge is only really related uh, by name. It's you know a completely separate thing to the biker association. Right. Although, having said that, there is a a requirement to be a widow's son to be a member of the Widow Sons Lodge, but that's a whole different subject. Right. Mace just want to buy a motorbike, doesn't it, just for the sake of joining? I've had this conversation, I have definitely... <laughs> I think well, Dean... I've got my full A licence, but there you go. Dean, I think this podcast could be a very important step towards your motorbike, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Look, Dean, if, if you want to keep the other half happy, right, it's quite simple. You buy a motorbike, you get a trailer, and then you put the trailer... Okay, on the back of your car, and then you just drive with the widow sons with parading your bike on the back. Do you know what I mean? That's that's the way you get around it. Do you guys have to be riding the motorcycle to be a member? I'm afraid so. You do oh, you've thought about this one. You've thought yeah. about this one. <laughs> Can you get a trike though? Yes, we have we have members who are trike yeah. riders. Yeah. You are, you're coming to have yeah. a trike. It tends to be the infirm and elderly that have the trikes, though. Dean, so I think about that one. <laughs> oh, so I'm starting to pick up. So we've got so we've got like hog versus sports bike, uh, <laughs> and now we've got trike and, and bike banter. Right? Okay. Yeah, yes. Oh yes, very yeah. much, so, very much so. Yeah. From now on, I'm going to refer to Dean as trike, a bit like you know, a pike from um... <laughs> tripod. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, that's something else, isn't it? Anyway, let's move on. Obviously, we now know what, what it is, how you get into it, what you need to join. What, what do you guys get out of it personally? Why, why do you enjoy it? I mean, obviously, you, you do it because you, you've got a, a passion for motorcycling, but obviously, to stay in it and to be as, as tight-knit a group, you know, what do you guys get from it? I have two passions in life, one being Freemasonry, and the other being motorcycling. And when you knit those two together, it's a fantastic thing to get into and be involved with. Mm. Obviously, you're very close to the brothers that you share a lodge with, but with the Widow's Sons, it's a, it's a whole other level of commitment and fraternity because you're sharing a hobby together and you're riding together and you're actually doing something that has an element of danger involved and an element of risk. Riding a motorcycle, you know, there is a risk involved. So when you spend a lot of time riding with your brothers, you have to trust the guy in front of you and you have to trust the guy behind you. And a, a special bond builds up between us. That's one way I would describe it. And I think it'd be very interesting just to, to, to get Jose's um, stance on this, because being a candidate into the Widow's Sons, it's really interesting to find out how he has enjoyed or not enjoyed uh, being terrified and his experiences so far. I mean, I would start with saying that the Widows are, are a particular group in the sense uh, the motorcycles is one thing. 
but the sense of belonging to a group like that is some other. I mean, we are all Freemasons and, and uh, we are already brethren, but coming to, a, to becoming a widow is like, there is a, a saying motorcycling that that says, you know, blood makes you related, but trust makes you family. And, and, and that is something like that. I mean, when I started as, um, I mean, I've been like in motorcycles since I was 16, but in my family was not an option. As growing up in, in Latin America, it was it's too dangerous to ride a bike, etc. So I never had one. So coming to England, eventually after family, etc., I decided to get a motorcycle and uh, passed my test from scratch, became a full licensed rider. And within the lodge, I was one day talking about, there is a, an institution I know that is called the Widow Sons, but how you join it, etc. And um, I went into the internet i went to the page requested information and requested to be a member as i had a motorcycle i just passed my test and i wanted to belong to a to an organization that for me being a freemason it was basically exactly what i wanted so eventually covid situation came and i was unable to join anything and uh, out of the you know eventually after covid you know, start to, to, to relax the, the rules. Uh, there was a ride I um, joined. It was lovely. I met everyone. I was extremely welcome that time. It was lovely, really, in the sense of, of the event as such. Uh, of course, I was petrified of the ride. And, um, you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't look at the scenery of everything. Uh, the only thing I had a look was the number plate in front of me. And, <laughs> and the reason why was because I did not want to mess it up. To me, it was a very important event, regardless if it was only meeting the guys. I, don't, I didn't know if I was going to ride with them again, however I wanted to. So eventually the ride went well. I came back, fascinated, of course, and uh, they were absolutely amazing. And that, that's what it made me, basically, I, I, I got hooked on it. The subsequent rides were socials. It was it's great to meet the guys, having a coffee with them, having a cake with them, and meet all the members, members' partners also. It was fascinating, really. It was a very, very positive experience. And then you have, you know, the structure of the club, or of, of the, basically, of the group, with a president, a secretary, a, a charity steward, etc., it became so natural, in a way, being a Freemason, really, uh, and having that kind of friendship and, and already a brotherhood within an organization you just joined. And um, that's how I became an unofficial candidate for it. Now, I'm working, and I, I, I makes this, make no mistake, you have to work for what you get from the widow songs. I mean, you have to be patched up. This is, is it's a very serious ceremony and a very important one within the, within the Freemasonry status, really. It's, it's something you are very proud of. But you have to, it comes when it comes, if you know what I mean. It, it, you, don't, you don't chase it. You just, if you enjoy the, the organization, if you enjoy the, the, the people, you just join them. And okay. any, anything, if they go for a Coke somewhere, you go for a Coke with them in your motorcycle. That's the beauty of it. And I am, I have to say it here, not just because the president or the secretary is here with me, but um, I think it's a very nice, serious way of following Freemasonry on two wheels. That's great, yeah. 
I love that. And, and, I, and, and I could speak more, but no. No, no, it's, <laughs> thank you. I mean, obviously, it, it sounds pretty much from all three of you, it's, it's all about like an extra level of brotherhood, isn't it? And it's all about a sense of, of sharing a, a passion that you all have and obviously trusting each other on the road and uh, yeah. just just enjoying that time and, and with, with you extending your hobby into another yeah. hobby of yours. So yeah. that, 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 that sounds awesome. So how often do you guys ride out? How often do you guys meet? Well, through the summer months, we probably meet three, maybe even four times a week. We'll meet on a Wednesday night at Squire's Cafe, which is a very, very popular motorcycle cafe. We'll go to a, another cafe on a Friday night called Strawberry Fields Cafe, where we just meet and we'll have a, a bite to eat, a burger and a coffee and cup of tea, whatever. And then on a weekend, we'll usually have at least one ride, big ride on a, on a Saturday or a Sunday, sometimes both, if the weather's good. So during the summer months, we're, we're out, we spend a lot of time with each other. But even during the winter months, when, when the weather turns a bit nasty, we still make the effort to jump in our cars, meet up at the cafes and, and, and spend time with each other. Um, and we do a lot, of, a lot of lodge visiting as well. We visit each other's lodges. You might have seen, if you've seen our Facebook page, you'll, you'll see a lot of photographs of us visiting each other's lodges. We always take our cuts with us so that uh, when the lodge closes, We'll go back down into the lodge room, put our cuts on, and we always get a photograph of us in the lodge room in our cuts. And for those of you that don't know what cuts are, those are the leather jackets that we wear with all our patches. Our we consider them our regalia, and we're very proud of our cuts. And they can they contain our uh, Masonic symbols, widow sun symbols, and our our rank, our office, and our road names. And we're very proud of wearing our cuts. So yeah, I mean we we spend a lot of time together throughout the summer and throughout the winter as well. So when you say um, getting patched, I, I assume is actually getting some of those uh, symbols and actually putting them onto your cuts, essentially. I saw one which is like a, a square. Yeah, that is the highly prized. It's like the uh, going into chapter once you've had your uh, third degree. And mm -hmm. it is the uh, culmination of being a widow's son. And that happens up in Scotland once a year at uh, Duncarron, which is a medieval fort. Um, it's an education centre, but they, there's been a lot of charitable donations from the Widow Sons in Scotland, so they are given a weekend where they have in a patching in ceremony. And I can't say too much about it because we've obviously got no. a candidate here, but it is a very special, absolutely bloody freezing weekend in a tent, in yeah. a forest, with no facilities. Um, but it is, a, 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 it is a fantastic weekend of brotherhood and fellowship. And, and at the end of that, you are branded. It's the branding weekend and you come out way with your square, which has widow sons and a branding as well, which I won't go into where that is. <laughs> there you have it. Is it so true as well that you don't... Um, I've seen some other motorcycle clubs and they have the big symbols across the back. Yeah. They've got the top rocker and the symbol and then the bottom rocker. Uh, you're not allowed to do that. No, no, we, we, we're not, we don't wear the three-piece back patch of an MC or motorcycle club. We are a front patch association, so none of our members wear a, a club patch on their backs. We do, we do some, some guys wear patches on their backs, but we identify with a widow sun symbol, which I'm actually wearing on my t-shirt now, for those of you that can see. It's on my mug. Awesome. Very proud of that symbol. And that's the patch that, that all candidates want to get their hands on. And that's what they're working towards by coming out and riding with us 
learning our riding systems for safety, um, getting to know everyone, and then when they are eventually balloted for and accepted as, uh, as members, um, they get presented in a special ceremony with that patch, which they're usually very, very happy to receive. And that's the one that they're, they're, they're after at the end of the day. One wow. of the things you mentioned earlier was getting a road name. So is that a part of the patching in ceremony or is that something else entirely? How does a road name come about and who decides what that is? That um, can happen at any time. It can happen during your candidacy or after you be become a fully patched member. Um, generally speaking, it's given to you, you're christened with your road name. Although not always, if, if you come along and you have a nickname that's, that you, that's precious to you, you can request that that be your road name and then the, the members will decide if they're going to grant you that wish. Um, but generally speaking, the, the best names come along through the members just coming up with an idea, something funny happens on the road. For example, Jose, our candidate that's with us this evening, is a heart surgeon. So very quickly we christened him House MD. So he has a, a patch, a road, road name patch that says House MD. My road name is Yaka. And the reason I was christened Yaka was because uh, about four years ago, we were at the Widow Sons National Rally, which was being held in Mould in North Wales. And we were doing the tug of war tournament and the Yorkshire chapter were called up to compete against, I believe we were competing against South Wales. Um, but I had organised with my, the members of my chapter that we would do a, essentially a war dance, um, like the New Zealand hacker. So, so we decided to do this hacker and I led it and it was essentially the Yorkshire hacker or Yakka for sure. And because I led it from that point on, everyone just called me Yakka. So that's yes. been my name for the last four years. And I assume you just don't get Andrew wet. <laughs> Andrew, do you want to explain where your name came from? Yeah. Um, the chapter wanted to call me posh, but it's not really a, a, a great biker's name. Now, me and my twin brother were known by all of our relatives as the Gremlins, and even their friends, we were referred to as the Gremlins. So that was a name that was uh, requested and given. But we've had one guy chapter, uh, that patched in recently, who has a pig farm, so he's known as Pigpen, and he actually quite likes that. And Pigpen was actually a character from the film Convoy as well. I think he's also the smelly guy on Charlie Brown. So, and uh, I'm not going to say which of those names suits him best, but it's the Charlie Brown character that we really likened him to. So then, Andrew, if you're known as the Gremlins then, which one of you and David was Gizmo? And who was the Gremlin? I am. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned about some funny stories on the road. So we were hoping maybe you could share some maybe some legendary stories that will forever go down in the in the history of the West Riding chapter I mean you know what, what have you got for us? Well I mean obviously a lot of the stories we can't talk about because they they wouldn't be suitable to speak of in front of uh, the brethren um, but <laughs> there, there's obviously uh, I mean our um, uh, the, the Riding chapter motto is flat caps and wrong terms we, we get lost quite often quite recently we were out with what uh, we, we held a rally that was called the Meet the Neighbours Rally. We had, I think, three or four other chapters in attendance. Durham chapter were there, and uh, East, I think, East Midlands chapter were there. We went out for a uh, for a road ride, and there were about twenty eight bikes. And uh, we use a system called the drop off system. So every time a leader takes a turn, the rider behind the leader drops off to mark the junction, so that the riders behind know which way to turn. Long story short, one of our fairly new um, 
well, actually, he wasn't a member at the time, he was still a candidate. He dropped off to Mark the Junction, counted eight bikes past him and thought that was all of them and pulled away from the junction. So the marker was gone and the other 17 or 18 bikes behind didn't know which way to go. So we basically split the whole group up in, in, in one move. So that went down well and uh, he, uh, he delayed his patching in by a, a few months after that, after that clever move. <laughs> <laughs> so your meeting was held over several different locations that day then I take it? Absolutely, yeah. No, this was this was long before this was long before COVID. Sounds like military convoy drills. Yeah, that's right. We, yes, we had we, we had the first ride of last season. It was led by the past president, who some of you may know, which was with the Craig Johnson. He set up the Solomon uh, website. The well, Craig Craig decided to, uh, or Compo as he's known, um, decided to take us on probably the longest ride we have ever had. And it was, I think it was even, it was about two hours before we stopped for something to drink. Now, uh, some of the petrol tanks of the bikes don't have a lot of fuel and people were just about running out of fuel. And I think in that it, we were out for about eight hours and covered about 350 miles. And normally we would aim <laughs> to do, and it was, it was freezing cold. We went through Fords, we had wrong turns, we had to do U-turns in the middle of Yorkshire. And we ended up at Tan Hill at one point and it was a, it was a very cold, quite a miserable day, but it was enjoyable. You can look back and laugh at it. And then for me, the other most enjoyable ride out recently was uh, Jose's first ride. Uh, you know, we can laugh about it now, but when you see a candidate get off his bike and he's shaking, saying, I've never gone over 30 miles an hour before, it was, um, you know, that was a first for him and for us. You are right. That ride to me meant everything, right? That number one. Number two, yes, I was petrified all the way. And... I, I was never, you know, I, I never rode in groups at all. I was on my own, slowly, you know, taking it easy. And um, that group ride was, was uh, you know, a wake-up call, really. And, and, I, and I loved it. Don't get me wrong. And I loved it. And from then onwards, my aim has always been to improve in my riding skills every time we go uh, out to anywhere, really. So, yeah, but it's part of becoming a widow son. You see, it's part of that 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 is part of a of a new let's say new rider becoming a widow songs and, and things like that so so yes but it's, it's it's all enjoyable i mean you can imagine they take the mickey every time of course and uh, on top of that i ride a harley and and also you know is it, part of that but but um but it's great it's great it's, it's just again camaraderie brotherhood respect respect is very important it, 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 you we might joke we might say all, you know, between us, but it, it, there is a respect behind it that it never crosses. We never cross that respect. And that's very important. And I, and I, um, I can definitely say it, um, it's great to feel that. Yeah. Until you've read a motor, uh, ridden a motorbike and until you've ridden a motorbike through the Dales, through the Peak District, you don't really experience it in a car. You may do it in a convertible, but when you are on a motorbike and you see that countryside, you have freedom, total freedom, and it is incredible feeling. Adding on to that, there's something special about being on a ride through uh, the beautiful scenery of the Peak District, and in front of you there are eight to ten bikes in a staggered, perfect staggered formation, perfectly spaced out, in full control in front of you, all your brothers in front. You look in your mirrors, there's another, you know, eight to ten bikes behind you in perfect staggered formation. And you're part of this freight train of the twin 
power and noise traveling through that, that beautiful scenery with the wind blowing across your face and, and hearing all those bikes roaring behind you because there's a lot of big V-twins and they make, they make a fantastic sound. And you, you, you know, you're, you're there, you're in it. You're not, you're not just looking through glass at it. You're, you're, you're in that scenery, you're part of it. And you're, you're sharing that experience with your brothers and it's a fabulous feeling. I noticed on your Facebook page that you, you do have um, your partners with you a lot of the time, actually, as well. So do they come on certain rides with you and support you? And go Yes, the, 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 the girls, we're, we're very inclusive. All the, uh, all, uh, you know, all the Widow Sons chapters are very inclusive. The, the ladies are very much part of everything we do. They, they can't wear the patch. They can't become Widow Sons. Um, but they, they're very much involved in everything we do. A lot of us take our partners out with us on every, pretty much every ride. Most of the ladies come on all the rides um, because we figured out very quickly that if we brought them along with us, it meant we could go on as many rides as we wanted. You know, so the smart move is bring them with you. And uh, they, you know, a lot of the ladies love the bikes and love, love the experience. So yeah, we, we are very inclusive. So if anyone wants to come out for a ride with us, bring your partners because the ladies are great fun and they will make your ladies feel welcome and part of the group. That is fantastic advice, not just for Widow Sons, but for any Masonic organisation or group out there planning socials. If you bring the women, they're not going to complain what time you get home. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Well, then, I, I don't live too far from Squires Cafe, so I'll have to bring my wife over and then let her see the bike. And Absolutely. Then that is, that is the opportunity there. I have to ask you guys, it'd be remiss of me not to ask, especially being a bit of a petrol head myself. Um, you know, I'm more into my cars, I don't have a motorcycle, but I need to ask the question, what bikes have you got? What are you riding? Well, I, I have a, a cruiser. I have a, a Honda VTX 1800, which is a, a big V-twin with lots of chrome and lots of noise, and it, uh, it's awesome. I have a Harley-Davidson uh, Sport Glide, which is a 1745cc engine, which I am just upgrading and collect my new one next week, which will be a Harley-Davidson Deluxe, another cruiser V-twin with extremely loud pipes. I, I ride um, Sportster, Harley-Davidson Sportster 48, 1200 engine. Um, it's amongst the bikes within the, 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 the Widows is one of the probably smallest in, in, a, in a kind of uh, plenty of grunt enough and, and I love it but uh, yes it's not it's not a huge bike no it's not okay so I, I, I have to ask with this the, oh, sorry, sorry I was gonna so, say so we, yeah. we um, with 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 the two guys you know with Jose and Andrew um, they're both on Harleys I'm on the Honda so I, I feel like I'm the rose between two thorns <laughs> <laughs> I must admit, like I've always had an appreciation for Harleys, and I guess maybe that's just a case of an outside looking in sort of perspective, and it being maybe that the main branded bike sort of thing that you see out there. I have to ask the question though. I'm a sci-fi fan. I love the Terminator series. What is the? I don't know. If this is maybe a little bit of trivia for you guys. What is the? What is the bike? What is the iconic bike that Arnie? That's, that's what Harley is that? Davidson, Harley Davidson, Fat Boy. A fat boy, right? Okay, so he's a soft, a soft tail fat boy. I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. So that's so the motorcycle is a fat boy, right? Okay, yeah. I remember that. That's actually one of the initiation ceremonies, which uh, Jose's going to find out at some stage. <laughs> <laughs> 
Awesome, awesome. Now there are there are a lot of different brands of bike, lots of different styles. I would say predominantly cruiser motorcycles, big yeah, B twins yeah. that make a lot of noise, um, lots of chrome. But we have all sorts of bikes. We even have a few Duke guys Lattes. that ride, ride yeah, Ducatis, yeah. Andrew just <laughs> made fun of them calling them Ducatis because they are they, they make a bit of, bit of a clattering noise sometimes. Um, but we have we have all the, the the Japanese models. We have Italian models. We have lots of BMWs. BMWs are very popular because they're they're great bikes. Uh, but uh, lots of Harleys, unfortunately, lots of Harleys. We've we've just recently got a candidate who's turned up on a beautiful Indian Chief. And if you don't know what one of those looks like, Google it. They are absolutely beautiful. Not quite as nice as the Harleys, but there you go. <laughs> so I'm feeling a little bit of Harley stigma here. What is that stigma then for non-motorbike it's called, people? It's, it's, it's called jealousy. Harley Davidson, I think, is probably the most recognised brand. It's the brand that uh, has the chrome, and it's all those cool films like Easy Rider, like The Terminator. Everybody rides a Harley. When you, don't you buy a Harley Davidson, a, you don't see them turning up on a Honda. <laughs> <laughs> when you when you buy a guys there's one thing you've got to understand when you buy a harley davidson you're signing up for a bit of uh good-natured ribbon and, and fun poking yeah. at you you know it's, yeah. it's it just goes with the territory harley davidson fabulous bikes i don't have a problem with them at all i really like them but some of the guys uh just feel that they're they're the bike of the sheeple you know it's just they they jump on that bandwagon it's the equivalent of a 1980s lacoste t-shirt it's just <laughs> buying the badge and, and that's what you get yeah. Must admit, if i was going to get a bike i would have to get a harley davidson and the only reason is i've got a 29 inch leg and i'm nothing so yeah it's not like i could get on onto a bmw and put my feet down to be honest unless i <laughs> uh, you know let the suspension down so it's bare minimum so yeah, a sports to, a sports to super low for you is what you need, Dean. That's what my wife's got. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm six foot. Thank you. I'm six foot two and I weigh sixteen and a half stone, so I feel as though I'd probably need a fairly big bike to get me going. So I mean, I've never really been a sports bike fan, so I would probably, if I was going to get into it, I probably would go the the way of the way of the Harley and certainly the Fat Boy. Now that I know it, that's fat what boy. I've yeah. read. But, but, yeah. I have to say, um, the Harley stigma in a sense, and yeah, it, 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 there is a lot of fun about it and everything, but the, the, the Harley brand, people say, well, you know, you buy the Harley brand, it's, it's, it's okay. The, the truth is, is a Harley, if you, you don't have to, when you ride it, is when you realize what a Harley is. It, it, it's, it's that mechanical vibrations and the sounds, etc. cetera. It, it, it's, it's more to it, and it's such a, it's a fun bike to ride, really. I mean, to be honest, it's, it's a it's a really fun fun, fun bike to ride. And uh, well, the leathers, the the, the, the branding, the, the 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 everything else that says Harley, for instance, that you can choose whatever or not. However, the bike is the bike, and and, and yeah, it's really. I think nice. I think the look that people go for is it really is the cruiser look that they want to see. You know, uh, Matt wears is you've got rid of your cowboy boots now, haven't you? But um, I, yes, I I've got leather. Le leather trousers with uh, cowboy boots with silver tips on. There's one of the, a couple of the guys have got uh, chaps, chaps, leather chaps that they wear in the Harleys. <laughs> you don't get that on a, on a, on a Duclassy or a uh, Yamaha RD50. So I can, I can see it right now. You're all class, uh, clad in leather. You've got motorbikes that are roaring. 
you're all roaring down the road together in a like a huge convoy. Have you ever had any run-ins with the law? Yes, I got a speeding ticket last year leading a ride. But not with the law itself. We fought the law and the law won on that day, didn't we? So, unfortunately. We, we, we never have any problems with the police. That's our official answer to that question. No, we, we, we really don't. One thing I would like to point out, uh, we, don't, we don't speed. I mean, when the, the, the thing that happened... You got a ticket last week, a couple of weeks ago, didn't you? No, no. <laughs> Coming back from no, Squires? Um, no, no. Um, Andrew was talking about 32 miles an hour in a 30 zone when he, when he got uh, pinched by a camera. But no, we, we don't speed. We, we genuinely cruise around at 50 to 60 mile an hour in, in 60 zones. We're too busy looking at the scenery um, to, to speed. We're not, we're, not race, we're not the guys you see in the One Piece race leathers bombing around on superbikes. We're, we're cruisers. We're cruising around. We're, we're all middle-aged men, and that's the young ones. And uh, we're just cruising around nice and slowly, enjoying the scenery and looking for cake. That's what we do. Sounds Be careful fun. how that comes out on the podcast. Cruising around <laughs> looking for cake. It could be <laughs> Especially when we're wearing leathers and chaps and meat at the Blue Oyster. You've not had like a local mayor turn up when you've <laughs> yeah, gone into yeah. a village looking for cake and he's got yeah, yeah. a shop going, get out of my village. <laughs> now, here is a funny one which, which Matt is denying, but we went to Squires one night and there was a police guy, a policeman on a motorbike at uh, Barkston Ash. And we'd all seen him on the way in. And on the way back, my wife was following me and the policeman waved at her. The next thing we know, he's got a gun and he's following Matt. And you did get a ticket, didn't you? I, I didn't get a ticket. I have, oh, I've got a clean license. Had... It's a mile. So, well, that... I mean, in all, in all seriousness, about, about the, um, the, you know, the, the way we ride, we actually have officers of, in our chapter that we call wardens. And the wardens are obviously, you know, with the Masonic link there, the warden's job is to be the policeman of the chapter and they make sure that the candidates understand uh, the systems we use, the formation uh, riding that we use, the drop-off system and just general um, group cohesion and safety, making sure people aren't speeding. And, and the warden's job is to report back to myself, the, the vice president and the secretary uh, about the progress of candidates and how close they are to uh, to being approved and signed off to become members of the chapter. So we do take chapter safety very, very seriously. And I'm going to tempt fate here. Um, we have a 100% safety record in the Ridings chapter. So I'm very proud to say that. Well, I would like to raise a toast to your 100% safety record. Yeah. Cheers. 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 But speaking of officers, we, we do have a structured sort of officer hierarchy, just like a lodge. Um, instead of having a worshipful master, though, we have a president and then we have a vice president. And then we have obviously a treasurer and a secretary, just like you do in a lodge. And we have a charity steward as well, who is in charge of all the fundraising. And, and our charity steward, we, we've got a fabulous charity steward by the name of Steve Lister. And, uh, and he makes um, money by selling the um, merchandise that he gets ordered, all the Widow Sons merchandise, that you have to be a full patch member to wear. You can't order it as a candidate. You've got to be patched in before you can wear the official merchandise. And of course, when candidates are patched in, the first thing they do is put a huge order in with the charity steward for all the merchandise they can buy because they've been waiting so long <laughs> to wear it. 
they uh, they I mean you can just you can see from the look on Jose's face there he can't wait to put his order in for t-shirts polo shirts uh, hoodies and all the beanies. other stuff yeah beanies yeah all, all that gear and uh, we make a little bit of money for charity on all these items and we donate um, the last few years we've been donating on average about a thousand pounds a year to, to various charities um, we, we've supported Martin House Children's Hospice late, lately. In the past, we've donated to the Yorkshire Air Ambulance and the Blood Bikes, the White Knights. Um, so we, you know, we donate, uh, you know, £100 here, £100 there, and it usually equates to around about £1,000 a year, although next year we're hoping to raise somewhere in the region of £10,000 because we are, along with another uh, Yorkshire chapter, hosting the National Rally, and that's wow, the biggest okay. Widow Sons event of the year. And we're expecting 600 or more guests on, on that one. And that's, that's next July. Well, you heard it here first, everybody. So the Widow Sons will be having a rally next year. And that's going to be a pretty big event. So uh, just keep an eye out on, on that on their, on their Facebook and social media. What's your Facebook again, Matt? Widow Sons Ridings Chapter. So Widow Sons Ridings Chapter, go check them out on Facebook. Go follow them, go like them. Um, that, that's going to be an awesome event. And we, we will certainly look forward to that. And we'll have to have you guys on again as well. Uh, to get you to promote that, so any any time you're more than welcome. Do you know how quickly do you think you can talk you the half into getting a bike? Yeah. Then again, there are three times. Three times it's been mentioned your opportunity here. So <laughs> I said, <laughs> the door is open. I've only got to take the steps through it, really, haven't yeah. I? You have. We also support Connaught Court as well, so we attend the uh, Connaught Court Summer Fair and the. The, el the elderly residents absolutely love us turning up on our motorbikes. It's uh, oh, and the really Mark, nice Mark um, the Mark Master Masons Provincial Fair over in Pickering. We're always at that show with the bikes on display as well. That's for the North and East Province, so you may want to cut oh, that sorry. bit out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we don't actually discriminate on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We don't. You're friendly. We're all yeah. one big oh, yeah. friends. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Obviously, we've just got into the charity side of things there. So charity, when we before we even met you uh, guys, we knew that charity was something that was quite big on the agenda of the Widow Sons. How has COVID affected your, your plans in general for this year, I guess, both charity-wise and events-wise? The biggest event that was affected for us was, uh, we just stated, was the National Rally, which was being held in Hull on the uh, last weekend of July. So obviously that was cancelled. And that would have been the biggest opportunity for us this year um, probably since the chapter was formed to raise an extraordinary amount of money to give to the local charities and hopefully uh, we'll be able to go ahead next year but who knows what's going to happen you know, with six months it's... but from a riding's point of view since lockdown was relaxed we have probably ridden more miles this year than we have in any year we have had or been, tried to take every opportunity to be out there riding uh, on the weekends and having the socials midweek. So it's been very good from that point of view. Steve coming on board as the charity steward, we're got, starting to get a lot of funds ready to give to charity. He's doing a very good job selling, not just into our chapter, but also making hoodies for other chapters. And obviously the money that he makes on that comes to our charity funds as well. Awesome. And earlier we mentioned about the fact that you guys bringing together all your efforts to potentially establish a lodge a widow's son's lodge yeah. tell us a little bit more about that so how, how how how's that how's that going and how do you envisage that uh working what, what what's it going to be like well there's um 
it, it, it's been formed by some of the guys from over in North and East that want to have a widow's son's lodge. It was going to be, um, it was supposed to be really big, going to be a past master's lodge. So the, you know, the, the dues to Grand Lodge and Provincial were going to be cheaper, but it was decided that we couldn't do that. So there's actually going to be a craft lodge, a craft lodge formed. And it was supposed to be consecrated in May this year uh, over in Pocklington. You know, the date was set, but of course that was put to one side. All the members have to be patched in Widow's Sons to become a member of the Widow's Sons Lodge. And I think they have ideas that every province will end up having a Widow's Sons Lodge. Whether that happens or not, I don't know. That's the idea. And it'll move around. There'll be four meetings a year. Everybody will turn up in the, in the motorbike gear rather than, you know, dinner suits and black tie. Um, one will be held at the National Rally. And then the other three at various places around the Yorkshire area, both north and east and, and, and west riding. But if you take a look at motorcycle interest lodges, there's a few around the country already. And uh, Mark Masonry has the Joey Dunlop Lodge and they meet all, that's a peripatetic lodge and that meets uh, I think three or four times a year. And he was, I think he was killed at the Alaman TT, Joey Dunlop. I think they were a very famous motorbike racing family and he was a, a Mark Mason. So that's why there's the uh, Joey Dunlop Lodge. Oh, and I'm also treasurer of the uh, Widow Sons Lodge. And a founder, founding member. And, and a founder, founder, and a founding member, yes. And I'm a founding members. member as well. Yeah. Awesome. Amazing. So then I've, I've got a question for you then, Andrew. You just said about you've got to be setting up a, a lodge, hopefully. Yeah. When you do set up the lodge, is it only visiting Brevin that our bikers will be able to um, attend lodges or is it... Well, that is a very good point. Craft? To be a member, you have to be a widow's son's lodge to be a visit the lodge that hasn't really been decided yet but i think it's a very good idea to have brethren who aren't widow's sons to visit because you get your numbers up you get interest in the widow's sons and you get more people joining the widow's sons from that way you know as matt said i brought a candidate into masonry because of his interest in motorbikes when he he got talking to me he saw that i had a, my widow's son's cut on wanted to find out who the widow's sons were, wanted to find out about masonry, and he was initiated into Lassels last November. Interesting. 59 venues as well across, um, across York to West Riding. Uh, it, there's plenty of places to go and visit, I suppose, from Bentham up in the uh, yeah, yeah. hills, and you've got Ripon over to Gould, down to Sheffield. So, you know, the choices are endless, really, where you could have your rides from and to. And then I suppose from a point of view of... Um, like the festive boards, you could have barbecues yep. instead of formal sit-down meals if you're in your biker gear. And yep. Yeah, it's a really good idea, that idea. Oh, Someone oh, should make yeah. a lodge like that. Yeah. We, um, one of our places where we visited this year is uh, Worship Brother Chris Maudsley's um, campsite, the, the Knight's Table over near Settle. And I think Chris is very big noise with the uh, Goose and Gridiron over in Skipton. And he set aside three tables for us outside, socially distanced, and we had a very enjoyable lunch and we went there last year as well. So, you know, that's one of the places that we will support and we will go to. And I think Chris really wants to join the Widow Sons, but I don't think his wife's too keen either, Dean. So perhaps have a chat with him and see if he can join forces. Well done. Well done on the recruiting front there, Andrew. He's, yeah, you know, he's the best secretary. He really is. Do you work in sales by any chance? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yes, I do. Oh, no. <laughs> there we go. To be, to be honest, though, um, what you've just said to me and described to me tonight really has sold the widow sons to me. If I did have a motorbike, 
I would definitely want to be involved. As a mason and a biker, I would definitely want to be involved. No brainer. To be honest, it actually makes me want to get into motorbikes. Um, yeah, I said I've got my full bike license, but it was really interesting, Jose, when you said about it's a brotherhood within a brotherhood. Yeah, and definitely. For me, and especially when you said about, uh, you know, blood makes you related, but, you know, trust actually makes you part of a family. And yeah, absolutely. When you're riding in that formation. Absolutely. You're expecting people to drop off stop at a junction so that they can guide other people through people are driving at the same speed not taking risks um if you've noticed a hazard in the road that people are signaling back and letting yeah, yeah. You know what's going on and so that camaraderie especially that's formed on the roads and those bonds essentially because everybody wants to remain safe and nobody yeah. wants to see anyone come to any harm it it really does emphasize to me the um how can I put it? The, the key tenets of Freemasonry, and so that brotherhood within a brotherhood really does ring through. It's, Brother it's, Dean, you, you, you're describing it perfectly there, Brother Dean. I mean, do you want a, do you want a job? Come and promote for us. No, you, you've hit the nail on the head. You, when, when you're riding in that big group of uh, the, they're all your your friends and your brothers, and you trust each other and you enjoy the experience together. It's the it's next level Freemasonry. And when you arrive at the cafe and you're laughing and joking about the ride you've just had, and then the subject will change and someone will start telling the story about what happened to them at the festive board last night, or, you know, what's happening in a couple of weeks at their lodge. And we're all Freemasons and we all share that connection as well. Uh, and then when, when the Freemasonry chat dries up, we start talking about a new exhaust pipe that somebody's buying for their bike or new panniers that they're fitting. And it, it, it's just, if you're a biker and a Freemason, it's perfect. Sorry, Jose, I interrupted you there. Being a widow, son, is, is, is a, is a matter of pride. You see, you are a Freemason and I'm a proud of being a Freemason, definitely. But with a, being a widow is, is being a widow within. You know, it, it's, it's a kind of, we understand our passion for motorcycles. That's okay. And you are never alone in the ride. You are always safe because they will look after you. Unless you Rick's... Be, uh leading it then you're very much alone yeah. <laughs> but you see you you basically you, you are never alone you you are looked after we are safe we we don't break the, the speed limits we we are we have fun you know and we talk to each other we we go and have fish and chips somewhere in, in Pateley bridge let's say we sit down with the fish and chips and chat so it, it is it is rather nice you know, knowing that you are with your brothers, uh, having fish and chips. I, I don't know how it comes out all right, but it, it, that kind of feeling in, in, in two wheels, you see, is, and, and, you, and, and let's say you wear your coat with patches and the patches tell a story and, 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 and um, you, you, you see everybody with, with patches in their coat. So you, and you see 65 year old people wearing a, a coat with patches and so what? That kind of thing is, gives you the, the it's all right. You see what I mean? It's, it's all right. We are not an MC. We are an organization, a very serious one, which promotes brotherhood information. So, so I, I, I think it's, 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 it's wonderful. Yeah. Our oldest member is 93 years old and he still writes. Wow. Worshipful brother Barry or OBE? Or is it MBE? MBE. MBE. Chaps, I've got a double-barreled question for you. First of all, 
for the benefit of the, of the listeners, uh, people that are in my position, never been on a bike, if they're a member of the craft and they're interested, what advice would you give them? And then the second part of the question, for people who have got the bike license like D, how long would it take to come along, meeting you guys, to get in patched in? I'll answer the first part, then Matt can answer the second part about the experienced riders. I've only had my motorbike license for two years. I had a motorbike when I was in my 20s, and I liked it, but I never got anywhere with my test, and I forgot about it then. Two, three years ago, I thought, I really want to get a motorbike license. Um, I didn't even know about the Widow Sons then. And I went and inquired about it, and I live in Tokwith, and there's uh, two, two riding centres in Tokwith, one called 3D, one called A to B, and you first of all have to do a CBT, compulsory bike test, then you have to go to the isometric test centre and take your highway code and your hazard avoidance, which is sat at a computer. Once you pass both of those, you will then go to the training centre and do your mod one. And that is when you learn how to manhandle a bike, you do your figure of eight, you do your U-turn, in and out of cones, and then you do your three stops at speed and hazard avoidance. And all that is done at a training centre, a test centre, not on the road. Once you pass that, you will then do your mod two. Uh, which is the final part for your full license and that is when an examiner will follow you on the road for about 45 minutes so all in all from starting your training to finishing can be as little as um, three months however if you happen to drop the bike on your foot and break it in three places it can take a lot longer which is what i did and it didn't put me off so um, and then from there my brother said to me why don't you join the widow's sons and i got in touch and uh, that's how it was for me. Yes, okay. Well, when it comes to experienced bikers that already have a full license, if they're interested, if they listen to this podcast or they, they have a look at our Facebook page, if they're interested in becoming a member, uh, they need to get in touch with us, first of all. Now, they can do that through our website, which is ridingschapter.co.uk, or even easier, just through our Facebook page. Just drop us a message on the Facebook page. They will be contacted by Andrew, our secretary, Gremlin there. Um, and he will send them a link to a, an online form to fill in their details if they would like to actually register. They don't have to register as a candidate. They can just come along for a few rides and come and meet us and decide if they actually think we're decent guys and want to come riding with us. If they do, they fill in the registration form and they become an official candidate for the chapter then. And normally at that point, it's just a case of, you know, come out riding with us, come on our, come to our socials, get to know the members. Um, we want to ride with you. It's no good just coming for cups of tea every week. You've got to come out on the rides. You've got to ride with us. The wardens want to have a look at your riding to make sure you're safe. If you're an experienced rider, shouldn't be a problem. Although even the most experienced riders can sometimes find it a bit of a shock riding out with 15 bikes. You know, most people ride out with their mates. They'll go out with two or three other bikes. And it's a bit of a it's a bit of an eye opener when you're in a convoy of 15, 18 bikes or more in some cases. And, and that, that's a skill you have to learn, and we help them learn that skill and learn our riding systems to make sure everything's safe and people uh, travel in the group together and arrive together safely in a group. There, there is a skill involved with doing that. It takes a bit, bit of learning. But if they attend our rides and socials regularly, uh, and by regularly, regularly, I mean every week, you know, through the summer months, um, you can start at the beginning of the season and you are usually patched in by the end of the season. So we're talking four months if you attend regularly. But we tend not to like to, to put a time limit on it. It's a case of 
you know, don't ask us, we'll tell you when you're ready, we'll ballot for you when we're, we're happy with your riding. Uh, and that's what keeps it safe. If you rush people in as members, that's when you, you put the, the rest of the chapter at risk. So, but to answer your question, you know, three to six months to become a member, depending on your ability and how quickly you pick up our riding systems. Brethren, the hands are square and therefore it is time for us to remember absent brethren. To absent brethren. brethren. Just before we close up, guys, um, is there anyone from the Widow Sons that you'd like to say hello to while you're here? To all our members. Yeah, all the guys in the riding chapter, all the officers, thanks for all their hard work this year, um, helping with the candidates and bringing new people in. To all our candidates that have been riding with us for the second half of the season, keep going guys, you're nearly there. You'll be getting an email shortly asking you if you'd like to be a member, but you've got to keep riding with us and keep that commitment going. But thanks very much for your commitment so far. Awesome. And uh, you can check out the Widow Sons at ridingschapter.co.uk or check them out on Facebook. Uh, go and check them out, go give them a follow, go give them a like. You can also catch the West Riding chapter of the Widow Sons on their own podcast, Ridecast, which uh, is their own monthly podcast. You can also catch that now. So, Matt, I've just much... got one, sorry, I've just got one question, if you don't mind, sorry. Chaps, you named that after the Widow's son. We all, as Mrs. we know who the Widow's son is. But I was wondering if any of you know where the history of that, why you was named that as the first club so why are you called the widow son yeah well all all freemasons are sons of the widow so i think it just followed that when a bike uh, a bike group sprang up and they were trying to think of a, a name it was just the natural you know a natural choice to call us the widow sons it's not intended to sound scary or threatening it's just you know something that that means something to a freemason so it was just a natural name the widow sons and I think it sounds a pretty cool motorcycle group name. It started in America. I don't know, perhaps that's why they did it. Now, pretty cool name. Now, yeah. now there is yeah. something to say about it. You see, Widow Sons then springs the, the situation in Beef and all the patches, all the regalia around Widow Sons had the skull and the Hiramabif motif and, 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 and related to that. And, um, and because we wear that, those symbols, in the in the cut, we also wear symbols regarding to Freemasonry. So we we ride with with Freemasons symbols as well. So so it's it's, it's all intricate and 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 the widow songs as yeah it sounds cool actually as, as if you put it from the name of themselves. But but when you join it to hire my beef, it's pretty much you know a, a very Mason indeed. So so it's great to have that name as widow sons ridingschapter.co.uk go check them out or check them out on their Facebook go give them a like go give them a follow brethren it's been an absolute pleasure having you on thank you so much for coming oh a pleasure it's been a lot thank of you. fun thank, yeah, you, thank you so much for asking us thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank to us. the widow's sons to, to the, the widow's widow sons. Sons. Widow sons long may they ride ah right then so I have been your host brother Matt Namiria I am still for the Josh Tuckety Turnbull your humble servant, Brother Dean H. From the day I was born to the day I die, worship Brother Andrew Polviak. From the President, this is Yaka signing off. The Secretary, Brother Gremlin, goodbye. From the, a candidate of the Widow Sons, take care, thank you for having us. Good night, brethren. <laughs>